position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 384 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you later than we had hoped on this Sunday, the 6th of March, 2022 at 1600 hours. Uh, left coast, coast the most. May at 4 p.m. Uh, out here near the Fortress of Darkness, Crack Engineer. Pow! Marlena over there in the booth. Holding up the whiskey sign, as ever. It's a good idea, Ivor. You know this is a good idea? Finding another fucking job! Because you're fired, bitch! You're fired. So, before we get to our top stories, let's have this whiskey. Oh, that would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, uh, 2022 Our first show of, of March, I believe. Uh, at 16... Uh, oh, shit. I need to wear my glasses. 1606. Um, okay. Before we get to the uh, whiskey and the exclusively video... Because we have a huge show this week. My god. Everything is just out of control this week. But before we get to that, I'd like to take up just a second. Right now, Ukraine is going through one of the largest exoduses is that even a word? Is it exodi? Exoduses is a big fucking Ukrainian diaspora of refugees from fucking Vladimir Putin's insane uh, attempt to start World War III um, over one, one and a half million people have already fled they need help and uh, there's a good charity you can find a link to it on um uh, uh, in, in in the in the the show notes to the top, um, but it's global empowerment mission com. Blah 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 blah. It's got a horrible URL, but I saw these people on CNN and uh, 
they they're legit and they're they've raised a lot of money and like yesterday they did uh like yesterday they did ten million dollars in direct aid to you know these are individual people this is like this is how this has to be done to get aid to these people who have lost everything um fleeing the you know their their homes from this insane horrible war so go and help them if you can throw them 10 bucks 20 bucks 50 bucks whatever you can do that's all I'm gonna say about Ukraine because we're all gonna die so let's focus on that game shall we the best Linux games yes that's a good idea let's get straight to our top stories first of all this week uh began it's been a catastrophic week for me on many levels uh personally technology tech technically, uh, professionally, um, financially, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This has been a catastrophic week for me. Um, chief among, not first, but among a list of interlocking, uh, (laughs) impossible to defeat, uh, mega disasters that occurred this week but not by far means not the worst thing that happened to me this week was discovering that my video card is in fact dying um I have made modifications to my systems case and my cooling solution which involved putting my computer on shims and adding several new holes after giving it a thorough cleaning uh, that's what she said. Um, to the point where I can now play God of War again, but I can't live stream it and play God of War. It, it makes the card overheat. It's dying. It is dying, which sucks because not only can I not afford to replace it, um, I have no money right now. I have zero money. I like zero dinero. So getting it to work again. At first, I was just hoping it was a driver problem, but no, it's the hardware itself. And luckily, it didn't cause any. No, it doesn't seem to have caused any really horrific damage to the motherboard, but uh. It's barely running, and for those of you who don't remember, I run a uh, uh, 1080 Ti 11 gigabyte. Um, it drives my three monitors. Um, I was encouraged though. On this was fuck Monday when I was just hoping it was a driver issue. It's not a driver issue. It's because it, it, it started happening across all my games um, but I've got up and running and ostensibly without any permanent damage for the time being but I was encouraged to find that this did necessitate the the search which is just horrible um, for a new video card you know to price out the market at the very least in case I couldn't have in case my 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 uh, ghetto style jury rig fucking string and tape and a drill and a dream and wood blocks didn't uh, work out I would need a new card I did find out two interesting things one you can get um, really good video cards again they are still really expensive but you can get a better card than I have right now, like a 30, 3060, RTX 3060, uh, 8 gigabytes, which is, you know, less, it's less RAM, less, you know, GPU RAM, but it's more GPU horsepower, and you know, the, the video RAM is really only used to cache shit from your drive when you're playing a game. Like, you know, it, it loads... The shaders, materials, the textures, uh, 
etc. Or it's supposed to. So, there's between 8 and 11, although the reason I did buy my video card was this one went to 11. I've never seen anything with an odd number of fucking uh, bytes of, you know, uh, gigabytes of RAM. I mean, 11 gigabytes? I have to get this card. It served me well, um, but it is dying. Uh, but you can get like a 38, uh, 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 a 3080 or whatever, 3060, a gigabyte for like a grand now, which is way less than I paid for my 1080 Ti when I got it, which is just the way of the way of things. Or if you want to go lower than that, which, you know, depending on your budget and depending on, you know, what you're upgrading from, there are other even better, more attractive price points uh, below that. But the coolest thing I discovered, and I did not know this, was that you can pay, you can set up uh, a payment plan through Amazon where you just pay in installments. They, they'll they ship it to you, like, right now if, you know, you, you're approved. You don't have to, like, do a, uh, a new credit card or anything. Like, I mean, I have an Amazon Prime credit card already. All of my cards are maxed. It's it's okay. Don't I will be fine, by the way. Do not worry about me. Um, but discovering that I could get a top-of-the-line video card delivered in, like, day after ordering it with money that I don't have with, like, you know, $200 down and, like, $200 a month for, like, a year... That's really, really cool. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of the installment plan. Like, that's how, you know, uh, it's how we built one of the one of the biggest ways that we built the middle class, which is now dead in America. Sad to say, um, you know, the America that I knew growing up was through the installment plan. Like, you couldn't start a business. You know, like, what? You're gonna... You don't... When you buy a car, they don't expect you to pay for the entire fucking car when you buy the car. Right? Like, so why should they expect you to be able to pay all the money for a fucking $2,000 video card? You know, you know where I live. You know... You know, you could talk to Experian. You know, you can see my credit rating. You can fuck me up. You can destroy. It's not like I can escape, you know. I have to fake my own death to escape that sort of debt. You know, otherwise, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And I think it's really cool that you can actually now buy on an installment plan and get it tomorrow. Shit like this. I wish that we'd had this sort of um, flexibility available to us in the in terms of uh, tech hardware, you know, like eight years ago, ten years ago, fucking fifteen years ago, even like I remember you could get like a Dell computer on an installment plan, but you've never that 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 was like back during the during the uh mid-90s and shit, and you'd have to order it directly from them. Um, but no, now you can just set it up through Amazon. They they have... I think that's really cool. It's... Because, like, that's actually affordable. Even to me, and I have no money. But luckily, I don't need a new video card right now, just this instant. So, that's cool. Um, I also had problems with... Uh, yeah, I had all sorts of problems this week. But due to these problems with the video card overheating, the biggest game that we were supposed to talk about, we were supposed to spend this entire episode talking about this week, which dropped out of nowhere, Shadow Warrior 3, Wang is back, and it's a great game. Um, It is less stable than God of War. God of War I can play, finally, again, because that's my favorite game of the year, if it had come out, if if it if it had come out before uh, Christmas of last year, it would have been my game of the year for last year. So far, I got like sixty hours in God of War. We will have a full review of it in a future episode as soon as I am done beating it. Uh, the game just gets better and 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 bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is what she said. 
Oh, just one, one more, one more inch, one more inch thicker. Um, so Shadow Warrior Three, I I've only gotten to play like two and a half hours because it completely crashes my computer if the card overheats. Like I have to do a hard reset, which is a big pain in the ass. Uh, and then I have to wait for it to cool down. My shims now though make it more stable, but. Shadow Warrior 3 seems to really test it, you know, really push it to its, like, the limits of its, you know, already uh, um, extreme fragility. (laughs) Extreme fragility. My glorious little snowflake of a computer. Um, So I have a guide to play it as much as I would like. But it is out. It is all I don't. And they did like a soft launch for uh, Shadow Warrior Three. I don't know why. I had no idea that it was finally coming out. Um. Of course, Shadow Warrior. For those of you who don't know, it uh, is a reboot of the fucking classic uh, sword and gun first person shooter from. the uh, Doom era from like Rise of the Triad era um, from from the Apogee and id Software era of shareware that you had to buy from a store in a cardboard envelope and you were happy to do it uh, and then pay for by calling id Software you know one, I don't even think they had a 1-800 number um well, they rebooted it, and they gave it super awesome graphics, and you play as Lo Wang, a uh, a comic book obsessed pop culture reference dropping, shit talking, hilarious pseudo magic wielding paranormal ninja slash samurai slash mercenary gun for hire uh that was the first reboot the second the sequel to the reboot was phenomenal shadow warrior 2 was phenomenal it was so much better than shadow than the shadow warrior reboot both of which are characterized though by amazing enemies unbelievable weapons outrageous violence um hilarious hilarious dialogue Lo Wang like as you're fighting will just say shit he's he's a one liner he's a one line machine he's like Duke Nukem but funny um although of course you're listening K-Tits the best I mean the best radio uh Shadow Warrior 3 starts where Shadow Warrior 2 left off, the world has ended and you have to somehow fucking kill this you have to kill this fucking dragon motherfucker fucking dragon ruined my life um and uh it starts like at like a, on a scale of 1 to 10 like in terms of like intensity, it starts at like a 7 and then by the end of your first 45 minutes, it's like at an eight and a half, and it's been a steady eight and a half since. You can grab, there's a lot of parkour in this, which is great. Uh, it's super exciting, like, um, it's not super exciting in of itself, but when you combine the parkour elements with um, these choke point based massive combat, you know, this is shooty, shooty, slashy, slashy, fucking blow them, blow you all up motherfucker um it's like when you can, when you combine like the shooty shooty slashy slashy with the parkour parkour in these like kind of um a, like area based set piece style choke points with a lot of actually there is a lot of strategy and there's role playing game elements too like you can upgrade your weapons and etc 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 but just like Shadow Warrior 2, Shadow Warrior 3 
improves on Shadow Warrior 2. Shadow Warrior 2's biggest improvement over Shadow Warrior, the original reboot, was they finally made it so that melee weapons like your katana, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, various different melee weapons, um, which could all be upgraded uh, endlessly, literally endlessly, were just as important in Shadow Warrior 2 as ranged combat, like your shooty-shooty, your guns. Same thing goes for Shadow Warrior 3, but now they have rebalanced it further, leaning towards this... It's not like parkour, like... um. Mirror's Edge style parkour. It's not a parkour game. It is like a first person Prince of Persia wall runny thing, but you're not necessarily trying to like solve the geography because it all takes place in this surrealistic, gorgeous, um, post apocalyptic, uh, between war between worlds with a giant fucking flying dragon who fucking up my ass all the day, all fucking day and all of the night, bitches. Um, with gods and monsters and stuff, but you also have a grappling hook now which adds this super cool dimension, like one of the last set pieces uh, and boss fights that I did had these two grappling hooks that are like in the middle, this is like the fifth boss fight I think fifth mini boss Um, and I won't tell you anything about the story because you're going to want to find that out for yourself um, yeah, my low wang is still very strong. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> His car has been ruined, by the way, which is sad. Oh, it has one of the funniest intro, intro cinemas that I've seen in a long time, by the way. <laughs> low wang things, low wang is basically having the same life that I've been having all week. You see him in it, well, I won't tell you. But anyway, so like in this, in the, in the, one of the last uh, mini boss fights that I uh, did, I think it's like the fifth one. Um, there are these two grappling hooks that you don't even have to use. They're, they're, you grapple onto these rings. They're giant green, unmistakable rings. But what's cool is they these don't lead to anywhere in particular in terms of geography. And so when you grapple onto them, it makes it so you can like swing around the entire um, circular circumference of this little area in half circles and while you're firing and you know using your fucking magics and shit like that and you double jump and then wall run and you're like it makes the fight so much more interesting than uh, even in Shadow Warrior 2 as I get to play more of it, you'll hear more about it. Eventually, I promise you there will be a full review, but not before there's a full review of God of War on this show. Our feature this week is the Steam Store's Let's Play Together Let's Remote Play Together sale, which ends tomorrow. This is why uh, I feel bad that I didn't get to do the show until today. I've been I had the notes punched into the show notes. Right, Ivor, you fucking lazy prick. Uh, since, uh, well, according to this, it says March 3rd, and today's March 6th. So for three days, I've been trying to fucking find... I'm finishing Your Mom is a Slutty Wizard uh, and the album art. And I've been very fucking busy handling all of these just it's been it has been one motherfucker of a week for me so anyway do not, even if you don't like let's play, let's remote play together which I think is like the secret shining jewel of the Steam universe, I think it's very underestimated uh, not underestimated what's the word, Um, underappreciated it is so cool. But let's say you hate. Let's say you have no friends. I have a selection of games for you, including one that checks off one of the games on the master list 
the masturbator list. Um, I have games from this sale that that are gonna blow your mind. That that are cheap and that are unbelievable games. The sale ends tomorrow. That will be our feature. But before we get to all that, oh, also, I've been playing Elden Ring. Elden Ring has been like one of the only games that looks amazing that doesn't fucking crash my computer. Elden Ring is super fucking unbelievably hard. It is a huge pain in the ass. And I wish that it wasn't such a fucking pain in the ass because it's an amazing game. And I'm I you know, I'm playing it hour by hour. I'm like I got like 7 hours in. I know BPR is fucking logged like 80 hours now. He sent me this fucking infuriating message at the start of the week. Like, oh my god, this game is the best game I've ever played. The greatest game. Oh, how dare you not be playing this game, you fucker. You know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, go fuck yourself. I don't like From Software. And I, fuck, I, I got further in second row than anyone else I know. I got to the very end of that fucking game. Hmm. And that was the hardest game I've ever gotten that far in, ever in my entire life. Sekiro. Like, when you get to the the middle boss in Sekiro, that guy took me a week to beat. He took me 12, over, like, 12 to 15 hours to beat. That boss fight is 40 minutes long. Has four different phases. Each one infinitely harder than the one that preceded it and it makes you a fucking master swordsman. After you do that in Sekiro, once you get through that boss, who you think is the last boss, it was like 80 hours into the game or something. It took me 12 hours to beat him. It took me a whole week. You really know how to play that game after you... And that's like when you... That's when the game ratchets everything up, and that's only the first half of the game. So, like, you know, I don't like from software's fucking let's make it super hard uh design ethos or aesthetic or whatever it is. You know, ethos is better. Yeah, it's not an aesthetic, it's an ethos. Let's make it so hard that like, you know, no one will live and everyone wants to kill themselves, and it's horrible and difficult and will take everything from the player. Well. Elden Ring is like that, but way harder. However, it's completely open world and absolutely gorgeous, and once you get the hang of what From Software is doing with this, it becomes pretty intoxicating. BPR is pretty pretty right on the money. It's one of the most amazing games I've ever played. I'm only seven hours in. But uh, I highly recommend Elden Ring. I but seriously, God of War, go get God of War. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I know we're not reviewing it right now. We're reviewing it hopefully next week because between now and then, I hope to beat it and be able to finally review it. It is a glorious game. It's absolutely the best looking game um I've ever played. It, but well, anyway. And it is an emotional. Oh, it's so good. So those two games do not underestimate them. But before we get to our Steam Remote, let's play together. Uh, sale coverage because we have four or we have three games that you're going to want to hear about. I've worked based them with the new and noteworthy because we have one new and noteworthy that must be covered. I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. In our new and noteworthy this week, we have a magnificent opus of destruction uh, that really has helped me with my... Uh, my own personal problems. It is called Instruments 
of Destruction. Instruments of Destruction is a demolition game where you get to build the vehicle that you will use to destroy all the buildings. The buildings themselves, it has a good physics engine. Uh, and the buildings themselves look amazing. It's like a small world so that it can render all kinds of detail. The building of your vehicle is really difficult to get into for the first 15 minutes because like there's not really a tutorial on it. <coughs> and I really wish there that they include they they should include a very short tutorial. <coughs> Excuse me, on uh how how to build, but the bottom line of this game is this. It reminds me of that N64 game that Jokemon, friend of the show, Joe Jokemon Kendall and I played when uh, visiting his uh, folks out in Carson City many, many, many years ago. Mm. Can't remember what that, that game was called, but this game is like that, but way better. Because you can put whatever the fuck you want on your vehicle, and you can make your vehicle like, oh, you know, you put tank treads on it. You make it, you can put spider legs on it that end in tank treads you can have it's it's like the best aspects of from the deep or from the depths but simpler and easier because once you understand like the build system it's actually fucking amazingly easy to build insane instruments of total cataclysmic annihilative destruction I mean <laughs> oh my god you want 16 wrecking balls that spin on the top of your fucking thing like a helicopter do you want it driven by wheels tank treads you want it to fly um do you want uh giant spider arms that like allow you to roll you're like 30 stories tall if you want to do it that way that end in fucking you know, uh, uh, missile launchers and chainsaws? Do you want to just, like, fucking put jet engines on your shit and throw your vehicle through 30-story tall skyscrapers and just fucking knock them down like, like, the destruction is glorious. But it is a little difficult to get into because they don't have a, uh, uh, there's no sort of like quick tutorial on like the components and it doesn't even explain at first how to load like a stock vehicle. It just like starts you with like a cab on your first mission. So here's here's the basic mission structure. I've only played like for three hours or whatever. I really like this game. I can't wait to be done with this po- episode of the podcast so I can actually go back and play more of it. I've designed a great fucking instrument of destruction already. My guy. So anyway, but here, here's the basic structure of the game. They're like all these islands, and each island is a level. Um, each level has an objective and a different um, personality and different challenges uh, to complete. They also have a budget. Each component that you add to your instrument of destruction, if you're playing outside of the sandbox mode, um, has a fixed price for it. So the first island that you get to the challenge is well, your, your objective is to destroy this tower. The challenge is to not destroy more than 10% of the ancient ruins that are on the island. And these are small islands. It's very fast, very, very, um, explodey, destructy, uh, arcade feeling, but very, it's not arcade feeling. It's just between a simulation and arcade. It's perfect. It's like a sweet spot right there. So, I built a vehicle that I call Sawy. S-A-W-W-Y. And it looks like a six-wheeled um, thing with a cab that's like mounted in the mid- in the center of you know, if you imagine, like, the, these six wheels, like, Mars Rover or whatever, um, it's steered from the front, 
uh, all of this stuff is very easy. There are two different types of like wheels, for instance. Like uh, th- there are wheels that, well, three different types that matter. There are wheels that will just roll only straight in a straight direction, and they're not powered. They will not turn. You can't map them. They, like they won't rotate. They won't give you like forward motion. Then there are powered wheels, which will give you forward and backwards motion. And there are different sizes of wheels in all of these different categories. There's also treads and all sorts of different ways of, of, of there are all different sorts of methods of propulsion and, and design and blah. But the cheapest way is to put wheels on. So I have, uh, and then the, the third type of wheel is a steering wheel. These wheels turn and they enable you to actually rotate the vehicle, you know, in a, in a radius, you know, around a radius, in a circular blah, it gives you a turning radius. So, I got my steering wheels up front, big ones. I have um, extended in the middle for stability uh, big power wheels, and then in the back, closer to the chassis, or what would be the chassis, because, you know, you, you just add these parts all together. Um, I have two more wheels for stability and power. So it's like rear wheel drive, front wheel steering with a third set of a third pair of wheels in the middle for stability. Why stability? Because rear mount mid mid engine mounting. If you ma- if you imagine the NSX, like the car, a mid engine, you know, the engine is placed in the middle to rear of the NSX gives it great fucking center of gravity and unbelievable uh, handling characteristics and amazing fucking speed translates directly to the driver eh! that's not where there is no engine in this thing it does the game does not force you to deal with like technical tiny shit it wants to give you a palette of parts that let you make whatever the fuck you want within the budget for that mission. So this mission is $20,000. You come in under the budget, you get bonus points, and there's some sort of experience system. The game is still in early access. So on the mid, where like a mid-engine would go on Sawi, I put a uh, a beam, a vertical beam, and then a uh, works like a hinge. And you can rotate the hinge so that, like, it, it'll either go up and down, like a dump truck, you know, or like a like a cat earth mover, you know, like, yeah, dig in, pull up. Or you can make it go horizontally, so blah. You can also add spinning plates and shit. What's cool is, and this is where the from the depths comparison comes from, is that on top of this, every everything that you add to a vehicle, you can map to controller buttons or keyboard buttons. It, it That interface is phenomenal. So you can create vehicles that have dozens of interlinking moving parts that you can completely control and are fully articulated Everything from like, you know, moving forwards, backwards, turning left and right, turning left and right in reverse, all that shit that's basically handled for you. It's really in the animating of arm based. That's how I see the game because I really like making things with lots of arms. So I have this, this, this hinge. It's, I can't remember what, what the, what the technical term for it is right now because I just, I'm, I'm losing my mind. But um, on top of this hinge is a th- another beam and then on top of that is another beam that's angled at like a 40 degree angle. So it curves down like a scorpion's tail. At the end of this scorpion's tail is a three-way split and on each side of the three-way split are two saws that are as big as my house. These are rotary, these are like circular saws. 
I can raise or lower these saws all the way down to the front of my cab to all the way that's like if they're going all the way down forward if I retract them all the way the scorpion's tail because it it forms like a nice gentle half circle of an arc just imagine that bending backwards that lets me flip myself over if I roll and I can completely articulate where that thing is it also has a supercharger which which makes the saws super powerful now if I wanted to I could add if I and that that came in at under budget and is a really good vehicle it's fast it's stable and it is incredibly destructive because if I put the saws down in front of my cab I can just drive through buildings it is awesome if there's like a floor or a level above me that I can't reach well instead of having the saws all the way down I bring them up to their apex which is like three times the height of my vehicle and they saw through all that shit there's all manners. You can add, like like I said, 16 wrecking balls if you want. You can add dump truck scoops, uh, fucking um, plows, spikes, saws, rotational plates for saws, rotational plates for mechanized legs if you want to build a walker. They're adding flying vehicles as we speak. The destruction is incredibly satisfying. I have some, some major critiques that I, I have already reached out to the developer about. They're not major, major deal breakers, but there's some thing, it game's still in early access, and this guy is evidently really devoted to getting community feedback, which is really cool. Because like one of the major problems that I have with the game is that the camera, when you're doing a mission, is fairly uncooperative. There's no assistance for the camera, so you have to manually operate the camera while you're already manually operating a lot of other buttons and shit on a very complicated machine that you designed um and that can be frustrating cause like you know, you use you, you manipulate the camera with the right stick and then you steer with the left stick everything can be remapped to whatever you want, but there is no assisted camera, and there is no static camera. Game needs a more cinematic camera that, like, won't, you know, if, like, you drive underneath a bridge and are now behind a hill, it won't leave you, like, underneath the camera, it won't leave the camera underneath that bridge so you can't see what's going on behind the hill, you know what I mean? It's not a very good or intuitive camera, but the controlling the camera itself is not that big of a pain in the ass. You just have to get used to it. It could be better, though, with a more helpful camera. I cannot wait to build insane shit that will tear down insane buildings in insane ways. So check out Instruments of Destruction, which is 10% off uh, now. It it launched on uh, Wednesday. Instruments of Destruction is 10% off at $17.99. That brings us to our feature, Ivor. Based on with the feature, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. We'll push this out. So you got like maybe 18 hours to avail yourself of the three awesome Steam Store sale picks that we got. Do it! Oh my god. It's Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scookie. Bolivian! Okay, we'll do this pretty quickly. Um, Block. Remember the old days of Mario Kart? Miss them? Yeah, me too. Well, over the last uh, seven years, there's been one guy who's been insanely devoted to making a a PC-based cross-platform online multiplayer indie-driven, indie-focused play-alike of Mario Kart. It now runs on Linux. 
It's called Super Indie Carts. It is absolutely like Mario Kart. It's glorious. But instead of all the Super Mario characters, he's actually, over the years, partnered with other independent developers who've made big hit games. Some of the best games that I've played since I've been doing this podcast uh, have their characters, like such as Freedom Planet's uh, Lilac, um, as the cart drivers. All of them have different abilities. There's all this different shit. It is crazy mayhem racing go-kart style where you can lean into the curves and stuff in this retro style fucking phenomenal. It's a phenomenal game. Oh, Super Indie Karts, which now runs on Linux, now through March 7th, all this stuff ends tomorrow. But Super Indie Karts is, if you, if you like Super Mario, uh, 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 Mario Kart, Super Indie Karts is 66% off at $5.09. And you only need one copy of it to remote play with someone else. There is no matchmaking that I can detect. But I didn't give it a whole fucking lot of time because I just started... A game will suck you in and you'll just end up playing single player or with someone else. And it also has local couch play too. That game is $5.09. It is phenomenal. You have to get that. Also, of all the... I own a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. Um, And there's some fucking amazing... It's an amazing piece of hardware, but there's not a whole hell of a lot of uh, fantastic games that are inexpensive enough for me to justify the purchase price for the Switch. And they're mostly older games. Like you, if they had God of War on there, I would totally spend sixty bucks again to buy God of War just to have it on my Switch. Like there's one thing I missed in Hawaii. One moment where I was like, "Oh, you know what? I really wish I could be playing God of War right now." It was like eleven thirty at night, which is like the equivalent of four o'clock in the morning in Hawaii. Um, I was drunk out of my mind and so sore. I was so sore. I couldn't even fucking get up. I'm sitting on my lanai. Uh, was watching the moon. I was like, you know, man, I had my Switch with me. I was like, I really wish God of War ran out of here. There is one game that was, that, that I, I did buy on the Switch. This is like maybe six months ago, eight months ago. It's a side-scrolling platformer in the style of Super Contra. Player one, player two. Simultaneously, shared screen, side-scrolling, post-apocalyptic, war against aliens, robots, one hit will kill you, insanely powerful weapons, which you lose when you die. Also, insanely powerful weapons that have limited ammunition. It's just like Super Contra with phenomenal phenomenal play mechanics and controls I think I paid $25 or so, it's outrageously expensive on the Switch when I got it, you know, like 9 months ago or whatever I've had my Switch now for 2 years, I love that little machine, I wish one, I wish it was a phone and two, I wish that there were cheaper games on it, there's a lot of great games that are available on it, and it will play anything almost um but they're all really expensive because they know that they can rape you which is good, I, I think it's good for devel- especially independent developers like I keep telling my uh Chimeric from uh, Nova Drift you have to make sure this runs on fucking Switch because you will sell a million units of it, and they will they won't be at like Steam store sale price, you know, $4 or $10. They will be at $30. You can actually upcharge. And that game would be perfect. And that's $30 million. And so let's say you get half of that net. This guy's been working on this game for fucking five years. That is the way. This is the way, Mando. 
this is the way. Well, back to the game at hand. The game is called Blazing Chrome, the Super Contra two-player blah. It has Steam Remote played together. It is now on Steam. And guess what? You're not going to be paying $25 for it. 60% off. $6.79. And you only need one license to play with a friend anywhere in the world. You just invite them. And they're you're live streaming it to them. They're playing with you. It is off. If you like Super Contra, Super Contra The Alien Wars is probably my favorite side, uh, side-scrolling shooter of that entire 20-year period. Um... Yeah, it was Konami, yeah. Right? Yeah, it had to be Konami. Blazing Chrome is like that, but better. Huge bosses, unbelievable difficulty. Uh, You will die, and 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 you will die. Um, But now, you don't have to pay fucking 30 bucks for it on Switch. You can get it for $6.79 on your Linux box via Steam. Now, through to tomorrow I think at like 10am or whenever this, this the remote play together sale ends and speaking of which well okay I'm we're running out of time here so I'm just gonna throw this last one in um shit Ivor you are fucking fired oh motherfucker um Oh, Christ. Okay, here are three others that are... Or two others that are... New and worry. These are both space shooters. Part of the sale. I, you know what? Fuck it. We'll cut them out. We'll, we'll just... And it, we're running out of time. I, I, but check out Rival Mega Gun and Mushihime-sama as well. Those are both, like I think, like $5 a piece. And then if you want tits and vag... In a uh, fighting game, check out Girl Fight 2024. It's not a very good game, but it has some amazing breast physics and full frontal nudity as you in a Mortal Kombat style terrible game, but it's worth like the $4 that I paid for it. Uh, oh, and also the other other game, those, those three are not in the show notes for obvious reasons, but uh, there's also the Zombie Smasher um, which is a uh, demi-isometric car game set in destructible environments where you basically um, power slide and power drift in, you know, spin donuts more or less in a variety of vehicles to use your car as a wrecking ball against the hordes of the undead. It looked very interesting. I got it. I had a chance to play it. It is 49 cents through March 7th. If you're as broke as I am, you might appreciate these. I mean, if all three of those picks, you can get all three of them for under $13. It's 11. It's $12. Yeah, under just under 13. Just over $12. Fucking awesome. So Super Indie Carts, Blazing Chrome, the Zombie Smasher. Also, check out Instruments of Destruction, which is normally retails for 20 bucks. It's brand new. Check that out. That's uh, That game offers potentially unlimited replayability. And then, of course, we also talked about Shadow Warrior, which is $50. $50. Elden Ring, which starts at 60 bucks, and God of War, which starts at 50 There you go. That's our show for this week. Also, please do 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 please join us. Do please check out um, globalempowermentmission.kindful.com or just uh, if you want, just Google um, uh, or you can go to bethany.com B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y dot com forward slash strong or be strong, that's what it's called, be strong or just Google be strong, the letter B S-T-R-O-N-G is one word and it'll take you to these, they're a legit charity and they're one-to-one 
uh, making sure that, that that Ukrainian refugees have uh, not just a ticket out, but a place to go, clothes on their back, accommodations, food, and whatever resources and um, stuff they need. These people have lost everything. I mean, it's it's an in- just the the barbarism of it is difficult for me to comprehend. It's 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 on par with like it's it's actually worse than any I think any natural disaster that I've seen outside of uh, Haiti. Uh, like with the earth, both earthquakes, which is fucking leveled that country. Um, this time is this time war, war never changes. A nuclear spark struck by human hands. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. But if you have a little bit of scratch to spare, please throw these people really need it. Please, please check out, uh, be just Google be strong, one word, and it should pop up. Um, it's super easy to donate, you know, whatever amount of money you want, every little bit. This is one of those things where, like, you know, you feel like you can't make that big of a difference with, like, you know, uh, $20 or whatever, like, to a charity. It feels like, you know, you're pissing into the wind or whatever. Um, the that twenty dollars makes a huge difference in in this type of situation. Um, more they're you know just getting bus chartering buses and stuff. Twenty bucks goes a long way. Uh, to put it in practical terms, the 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 spokesperson who was on CNN with the uh, CNN this afternoon. Uh said that if they do another $10 million, they did, they got $10 million in donations uh, over the last two days, uh, $35 million over the last seven days since they started organizing and launching the charity for the refugees. And they are spending that money super quick. Like, they've already spent $10 million. But she said that, like, in practical terms... If, you know, like over the next 18 hours, 24 hours, they get another $10 million, that represents 140,000 plane tickets. You know, these people just getting out of Ukraine isn't the end of, you know, they're, you know, they, they have to get to someplace where they can, you know, stay, friends or family or some sort, you know, blah. And they need plane tickets. They need clothes. They need food. They need, um, housing, they, you know, they need medical, they need healthcare um, some of these people have been walking for five fucking days trying to get out of Ukraine so while 20 bucks or whatever, I I, I could only do 50, and I mean, I have no money I have no money I sent out, I, sent, I, I, I pitched in 50 bucks and I felt like shit, cause normally something like this, I, you know, I would throw in, you know, fucking couple hundred at least um, but I don't, I, I, I don't even have a couple of hundred dollars right now. So it's some, I know how sometimes it feels like you're pissing into the wind. Like, oh, what kind of difference is it going to make, you know, my $20 or my $10 or even my $5, you know, um, that's going to be like $3 after banking fee. No, this is like a, it, it really matters in, in, in this scenario. It makes a big difference. So. You know, please consider donating. And hopefully I'll see you next week, barring so long, mom, I'm off to drop the bombs, so don't wait up for me. But while you swelter down there in your shelter, you can see me on your TV while we're attacking frontally. Watch Brinkley and Huntley describing Gondrapunnily, the cities we have lost. No need for you to miss a minute of the agonizing Holocaust. It's not funny, but it's... 
Cheers, thanks for listening. Little Johnny Jones, he was a U.S. pilot, and no shrinking violet was he. He was mighty proud when World War III was declared. He wasn't scared, no siree. And this is what he said on his way to Armageddon. So long, Mom, I'm off to drop the bomb, so don't wait up for me. But though I may roam, I'll come back to my home, although it may be a pile of debris. Remember, Mommy, I'm off to get a commie, so send me a salami and try to smile somehow. I'll look for you when the war is over, an hour and a half from now. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.